You're listening to a Sin Media podcast. Dishes going, Max. Yep, they're on the way. What's happening here? You've lost your bloody mojo. Pardon? Your pace is going out the bloody door. You used to be so good. Now you're just like all the other casual kitchen hands we get here. <coughs> I'm sorry, Tristan. It's just. I. Just what? Out with it! I'm sorry, Tristan. It's just. nothing. I don't know. I'm sorry. I better be. I'll be better. Oh, bloody hell, you've been saying sorry for far too long now, son. Look, if you need a day to get your crap together, then take it. I don't want you performing at below average. I need you to bloody work and I need this place to keep running at optimum level. Yes, Tristan. Yes, chef. Tell you what. (coughs) Jack starts his shift soon, so how about you call it a day to do what you bloody need to do? over it. I'm over it, I'm over it, I'm over it. You need to get out of there, Max. You've been there for, what, five years? What are you doing with yourself? Nothing of interest has ever happened to you. Hello? Is anybody there? What? You're flying? How are you doing that? It's just something you have to put your mind to. When you think hard enough, you'll work it out. I don't know if thinking hard enough is going to help me fly. Oh, but my boy, have you ever tried? Who are you both and what are you doing in my apartment? Oh, I'm dreadfully sorry. Where are my manners? My name is Professor Paradox and this is my good friend Lucinda Thompson. Hello. We've heard a great deal about you, and wonder whether you can help us. Me? What would you want to do with me? My boy, you're rather extraordinary. You single-handedly took down the great Baltazar with a lighter, and you survived the house where the Fitzroy murders happened. Reputation does precede you. We're big fans. I think you have the wrong person. You are, Max? Yes, yes I am, but... All these things you talk about, none of them correlate to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Professor, is it possible we've dipped into the wrong universe? (laughs) I'm absolutely certain that this is the place, Lucinda. You see, this is where our good friend Yodelin comes from. And she was a missing anomaly from this time and place. So we must be correct. What on earth are you talking about? Something has happened to him. He has no idea. Perhaps it's an hex. Or a curse. A memory wipe. That's it. It's memory wipe. 
quite right, dear. It is a pickle. But we'll make it work. We're going to need to change the plan. Right then. Maxwell? We have some explaining to do. You better have something good. Otherwise you're going to be out on your behinds. <laughs> right. So, here's how it is. We come from a parallel version of your reality where things play out a little differently and basically the universe is beginning to collapse in on itself. All universes, may I add. Basically, there's a moment in time where you come in and it's very important. And we need to reinstate you there. Otherwise, time cannot continue on. This all sounds like absolute nonsense. Unless you can prove it, I don't believe a single word. Should we show him? Oh, I think we should. Show me what exactly? Max, I think you need to come somewhere with us so you can see the effects of what's happening. We needed to make this an early one. Where are we going, Lucy? We're off to the coast of San Remo. We needed to leave the city early to get a boat on time. I don't know how well I boat with water. I'm afraid there's no real other feasible way of getting where we needed to go. That's something you haven't told me. You called me at like 1am in the morning and told me to get my stuff ready. Casper wasn't answering his phone. Normally he's awake, but it's just me and you now. Where is it exactly that we're going? Nowhere that the public is allowed. I've been doing some reading of the area, Forbidden History, that kind of conspiracy theory stuff, and it turns out one theory is true. Go on. During Australian colonization, there was a mass culling of convicts, so much so that they didn't have the manpower to bury them. So... So what happened? They took them out to the sea and dumped them on a barren island. Gosh. As time passed on, the bodies have started to re-emerge, or what's left of them at least. What has piqued my interest is that whenever I walk even a step closer to the location, this piece of the professor's grandfather clock begins to radiate, like it's detecting something. So the closer we get to it, the more it's going to become aware of it? Exactly. Is that the big hand from the clock face? I had to take something with me. I couldn't take the whole thing. That clock is the anchor point for Professor Paradox to come back to this dimension? Something is attracting the attention of the celestial realm, and I think we have to find out what it is. So, no Max, no Caspar, 
No professor. <sighs> Looks like it's just you and me. Yeah. You're Miss Thompson, I take it? I am. I've paid for the boat fare. Right, okay. Are you sure this is a good idea, Lucy? That we're going alone? Maybe it would have been a good idea to bring Gibbons along too. We needed to leave someone to look up the shop. We'll be fine! And if something happens, I have a scratch and sniff card handy. We shouldn't disturb the professor, don't you reckon? He'll be here in a blow of a penny whistle. That's if we need his help, of course. Professor, it's me, Gibbons. I hope you're well. I've been looking after the shop just as you asked me to. I did the dusting and and I rearranged the books and again. I don't know what I'm doing. Lucy's gone walkabouts, yodeling too. What do I do? I know something is coming, but what do we have to do? I thought I'd find you here, darling. What are you doing? I could ask you the same thing. I happen to be his friend and faithful servant. And I happen to be an old flame for some time. Old flame? It's all in the past, dear. You wouldn't understand. Things are going haywire, and the professor isn't here to fix it. Then we need to take matters into our own hands. Then what do you suggest we do? The professor knows these people best. One of them has lost his memory, the other two are nowhere to be seen, and another one has gone rogue. Now that you say that, I do fear what Casper might be up to. He's naturally angry. A lot of things are going against him, and the Professor is the only tangible thing left that he can be angry towards. So, the Professor is out of the picture. What would you do? What would Gibbons do? Well, I would try my best to get into the Professor's head and do what he would do. Then it can be arranged. (laughs) Pardon? We'll get inside his head, of course. <laughs> you can't be serious. I'm deadly serious. I believe that's where we'll find the answers to solve all of this. I can feel the walls of reality beginning to become brittle around me. I think it's time we prevent that from worsening. Well, how on earth are we going to do that? Take my arm, Gibbons, and brace yourself. Ooh. 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 
Oh, what a lovely garden. Of all things, I expected his mind to be like a haunting loom of sorrow. Oh, too bad it's so sunny and happy. Hey, what's that over there? By the water feature. A figure. Well, we should probably make ourselves acquainted with them. Uh, um, greetings, hello, I'm Gibbons, and this is Lydia, we're friends of the Professor, and we're wondering what you're doing here. Could ask you the same thing, but then again, we already know. Oh, dear. What, what is it? Oh, that's what you look like. That's what who looks like? You can't decide on your form. You're shifting. You can't exist in a physical form. Gibbons, can you please tell me what's going on? Allow me to introduce you to the Adaxis. At your service. What are you doing inside the Professor's head? Resting dormant. This mind has been attempting to resist us for so long, but soon we shall take over. We're growing stronger. <laughs> You'll never overtake the professor. This man has been wearing those tinted glasses for too long. He sees the world in a very different way to you and I. What do you mean? We've been here for so long. Longer than we've been inside your head. We're a looming grey cloud of depression over the mind. But a formidable force is holding us back. Force? What force? The funny thing is that he probably doesn't even know that the Adaxes are even here. He was bitten by a creature that reactivated us inside his mind. And slowly, but surely, we awake. The crawly. The what? Giant blood-sucking spiders. How pleasant. You need to get out of here. The mind is a precious thing and is on tipping point if it becomes crowded. You can get out of here for a start. And where would we go? How would we enter the physical realm? Not my problem. I know the pain that you caused me. I don't want you to cause the same pain to my friend. And right on call. Hello there. What is going on? I thought I could hear voices echoing around my head. Now, as nice as it is to see you, what are you doing here? Professor, you remember the Adaxis? I'm afraid I do. But how did you get into my head? We feed off negative impulses and thoughts. As soon as you have them, we get inside your brain and we feast. Well, I very much don't appreciate it, so you can be off, all of you. We will live on one condition. And what might that be? That you restore us to humanity. Do you really think you could let that happen so easily. It's your life on the line, Professor. I'm very well aware of that. And you know what? I've been doing some thinking. 
I'm surprised you weren't even aware of the celestial intervention that took place in my subconscious. What are you talking about? I'm being stripped away from my roots. The veil has been removed and you can see the face of who I really am. Enough of the flouncing language. What are you talking about? I am not Professor Paradox. He's an invention, a lie, a clever ruse, an alias to sell myself for more than I am worth. It's a lie. I've seen the things you can do, the places you've taken me. I've seen you fight evil. You are the professor. Yes, you have seen me do those things, but a long time ago, I was led to believe that I was the professor. Let me show you. What are you going to do to me? Nothing that will hurt. You won't feel any pain. You won't remember any of this, in fact. Consider it a gift. A gift? You always wanted to be the hero. You always wanted to help people. Well, now, you can. It's... The Adventures of Professor Paradox. Yes, your favorite TV show. Or was it your friends? I can't quite recall. Oh, you so loved helping people. You couldn't help yourself. How about you become the hero? What was that? That was me before I became me. You mean? I've been conditioned, retooled, and altered to think and do as Professor Paradox would. I met a man who came into my mind a while ago, who is led to believe that he is the definite article. Then if you're not Professor Paradox, who are you? My name is Tom Denham. I'm 26 years old. I watched a TV show about a celestial being called Professor Paradox so much that I became the protagonist. Do you remember who did this to you? Invents in my mind are skewed, but if I recall... That man? That was the clockmaker. The clockmaker is capable of amazing powers. When I transformed into the professor, everybody in this version of reality believed that I was indeed him. But now the real professor from this universe has showed up and he wants his place back. Then we have no more use here. Oh, come off it. He just wanted to invade my mind because he thought I was the professor. We are after the professor. Then be gone. You have no business here. We will need to find him. You're not going to harm any of my friends. You do not have authority over our actions. We will do what we please. There is only one specimen that will justify our needs. You will do no such thing. Try and stop us. <laughs> They're gone. You're absent from your mind. That's a good thing, isn't it? My concern is where have they gone to? Lydia? What is it? Can you feel something? What do you mean? There seems to be some kind of disturbance back in reality. I think there might be something in here with us. No, 
we can't stop here, Gibbons. We need to keep going. When we wake up, then we can deal with it. This is it? Yep. Welcome to Bone Island. It's by no means glamorous. Then again, I wasn't expecting it to be. Being closed off from the public, there's not a lot for people to do here. There's some government official buildings that I think are under the surveillance of the Australian Navy, but that's about it. And also, don't be too grossed out if you find- Ugh. Bones. I was about to warn you. Pretty much not long after Australian colonization. There were too many convicts, so... They... Yeah, I can guess the rest. Ow! What's the matter? Ow! The clock number is burning hot. It looks like it's almost going to catch fire. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to pick that up anytime soon. I don't think anybody would be taking it. You shouldn't have to worry. Forwards? Forwards. Voices? Voices? I can't quite make it out. But they sound familiar. Maybe the effect of whatever lies here is responsible for more than I realized. It's like there's a barrier. It's pushing me back. It doesn't want me to go forward. Yodelin, whatever we do, we need to keep going. I don't know if I can. We must! Who knows what happens if we leave each other's side? We need to stick together. Hello there. What? Is that a person? I thought I could hear people. May I ask what you're doing here? My name is Lucy Thompson, and this is Yodelin Smythe. We're both here on official business, and I may be asking you the same thing. The name's Halliday. Martin Halliday. I'm the caretaker of this island. Make sure nobody steps foot anywhere they shouldn't. That's why they gave me a rifle. You're not going to kill us, are you? You said you're on official business. Tell me. What is your business here on Bone Island? We have received a summoning beyond the forces of nature that is located on this island. We came to respond to the call. I see. It all sounds very sci-fi. It may sound like sci-fi, but it's very much the truth. Is your friend okay? She's experiencing a very major headache. Yodelin, are you okay? Uh-huh. Yes, I'm fine. I'm fine. Martin Halliday is inviting us to the facility. We're going to go with him. I know whatever is here is pushing you away, but you need to trust me. I trust you.
hall. To be honest, I'm glad you're still with us. To be honest, I'm glad you didn't throw up. This is the Celestial Realm. This is where beings like Professor Paradox come from. Until now, they've lived and coincided with the universe in perfect harmony. Until now? And where do I fit into all this? My boy, you're an integral part of the plan. The, the plan? Yes, the plan. As long as we're here, nothing can harm us. For starters, I have absolutely no idea what is happening. I don't know who you people are, where you come from, or what I'm doing here. Ah, that's what you think. Little do you know, in this life, you have seen extraordinary things. Legend says that you slayed Baltazar's henchmen puppets with nothing but a lighter. And that you were slaughtered by the wicker, yet you lived to tell the tale. But that's not all. As far as we travel, as far as we can go, we can see other universes, other versions of reality where events play out ever so differently from each other. In this version of reality, we are able to pinpoint all the events that we know of so famously. But it's like they never existed, in your mind at least, which is why we've come to the conclusion that we know who was responsible for the death of your past self. The death of your living memory, to be precise. Uh, so you're saying I've done all these things, that it's caused legend across these times and realities, and that you're coming to find me for something. Have you ever come into contact with a man who calls himself the Clockmaker? I... I don't believe I have. But for some reason that name makes my head sting. He's showing an effect. I think we're onto something, Lucinda, my dear. After years of searching, this is the max we've been needing. Years? We've gone from reality to reality looking for different versions of you. In some realities, you've settled down and had a family. In others, you're a gang lord. What he's getting at is that there's been multiple versions of you that we've met, and we think you're the one. But for you to understand, to restore your memory and name, we need to show you the full picture. We also need to ask you, what do you know of this imposter called Tom Denham? So, if you're not really Professor Paradox, then who are you exactly? I'm just as clueless as Gibbons. I knew you back in the Celestial Realm, before you came to Earth and dabbled here. The Clockmaker is a very clever individual, as you would know, Lydia. But that doesn't mean that I am not who I say I am. What do you mean? I'm still Professor Paradox, but just another version of him. Not from this universe or this reality. Let me show you my darkest secrets. In a reality very different to ours, the Celestials sought in their power to overthrow the confines of reality. They restructured key parts of universal logic so they could toy with it to their heart's desire. It was the way. It was what we were raised to be. But then a group of us decided it was for the best we made our own decisions. 
we weren't going to conform to the ways of our ancestors. We watched flowers grow, and we were left in awe of their beauty. I, for one, could never make up my mind. Did I have the right to let life live, or did I have the right to destroy? It seemed one day that fate decided for me. It was in another time, another version of reality, that one day my demons came to visit me. A visitor came from your version of history and reality, unknowing to you all, two beings had risen and decided to wage war on your soil. Dark and light, Exodus chaos and Genesis serenity. The Celestials saw it in their right to cease the battle, and the answer to their means was to use your version of Professor Paradox as a decoy, something they could call friendly fire. That visitor that came to me was the Clockmaker. Exodus and Genesis are out of control. They must be contained and handled correctly. But the Council are using a version of you to stop them. It would mean that not only you cease from existence, but the integrity that binds the realities together will collapse. The clockmaker and I agreed to work together, but on one condition. I chose to save someone very important to me. A child. An infant. I stole the child of the Eternals. An heir to the throne of the celestial realm that would only exist in one reality, and one reality only, my version of reality. I took her with me and placed her in an orphanage where I knew she would be cared for. made it my will and testament to adopt her into my duty of work, and willingly, I would make sure nobody would harm her. But she never knew. She was too young to figure out who she really was. She believed the lie that she was human. Maybe she will never know. The clockmaker had a plan. A plan to make the other version of me human. That way, Exodus and Genesis and the rest of the Eternal Order will have no idea where he is. Your existence will continue. You're no longer deemed necessary in your universe. They will wither and shrivel and die when they realize their hell-bent nature will get them nowhere but to death and destruction. Clockmaker had practiced methods to rewrite history and memories of an individual, or even groups of people. We found the professor belonging to your universe and changed him. We rewired his brain to think that he was someone else entirely, and I made it my duty to watch over him, nurture him, make sure he lived the fullest life. What about the clockmaker? What made him change everything? It's not long before a celestial being gets bored with what they have. He saw that it was his duty to continue his mastery of mind manipulation, to the point that he went on his own accord. 
the Celestials lost control on each of him, and it's only now that his actions are starting to get the better of us. The rest, as they say, is history. What about the child? What about it? You never told us who it was. That secret remains with me. I can never tell anybody. And if the clockmaker found out who they were, well, all hell could break loose. That child is the last thing I have from my home and I can't afford to lose them. The other me, the real me, will know in due course. That is all I needed to know. Good grief. It's you. You're not welcome here, clockmaker. Leave now and nobody gets harmed. Oh, I'm having so much fun watching everything unfold around you. You're going to have such a big mess to clean up afterwards. And you know the greatest thing? I know where Professor Paradox is. The spell is about to be lifted. No, 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 no. Oh, yes. And when the Adaxes find out, oh, they will feast. Oh, it didn't occur to you how they came to be, how they were attracted to this reality. Oh, Professor, I've longed to see you be so naive. There, what's left of your precious home. Your friends were so caught up in being superior to everybody that they quite literally lost themselves in the process. They moved beyond the realm of physicality and became creatures that could only feast on the mind. You're the last of your kind, Professor. And soon, you will join the Adaxis. What if the child becomes the leader of the Adaxis? Oh, what a treat that will be. You would do no such thing. Oh, but I already am. While you sit asleep in your hospital bed, I'm far away on an island off the coast of Victoria, wearing a guise that could trick anybody. I have your little friends right where I want them. I think it's time she learned the truth. No. Oh no. Oh no 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 We've been walking for ages. How big is this island? Where exactly are we going? This is it. This is the spot. Are you suggesting there's buried treasure here? Well, you did say you were receiving strange readings at home directly on this island, weren't you? See what happens when you dig? I'm not digging through that. Do you want to find out why you're here? Would you like to know who these people are? They seriously mean nothing. We researched that they were British convicts. That's what I want you to find. I use that point in history as a guide to commit genocide on a whole universe worth of lives. All these people go down to the surface of the ocean floor and even deeper into the center of the earth. These are the physical remains of the celestial race from the reality that your precious Professor Paradox comes from. 
and I don't think they'll be too happy when they realise what's happened to their minds. I think it's time that you met this race in their complete form. These are the Adaxes! They're coming back to life as they should. This is my ultimate creation, the greatest paradox that could ever be. An entire race of celestial beings existing in a metaphysical form to suppress weaker mortals. I found something. What's inside? It's another part of the clock. And that is how you came to be here, Lucy. Oh, I've been longing for this moment. Who are you? Haven't you realized yet? I'm the Clockmaker. Are you scared yet? hardly know who you are yet. We shall meet again one day, my dear. For now, I'll call you Lucy. Yes, Lucy, the heir of the eternal race. I need to ask you, what do you know of this imposter called Tom Denham? That an abominable excuse of a celestial is not the professor that belongs here. Is it time? Time? Time for what? He is to be removed and placed in another dimension. What? Meant to be the professor. Me? 